Everyone, all you listeners out there, welcome to our, uh, this is a special podcast today of a play on parenting because it's part two of a two-part conversation that I am having, getting to have with um, Nia, who's here with us today again from Germany. Hi, Nia. Hi, thank you for having me again. And uh, you all know by now that my name is Aura and I'm your host and I love talking with parents about all the creative challenges that they face in their lives with their families and their children. And um, so at, last week after um, Nia and I did the recorded part of the podcast, we discovered that there was actually still quite a lot to talk about. So I decided to invite her back um, so we could do it. Uh, for everybody's benefit so that everyone could listen to our second conversation. So <laughs> with that introduction, um, we already know that it's going to be about uh, Nia's daughter, whose name is Ella, and she's four and a half. And um, if you want to know more about her character, you can listen to the previous week's episode. <laughs> um yeah, we were talking about how uh, when you go to Ella's daycare that you pass by a lot of refugees from the war in the Ukraine and um, that that led to some interesting conversations that you had with her. And um, yeah, so do you want to say a little bit more about that? Yes. So um, on the way to Ella's daycare is... Uh refugee registration center and so um, we see lines and lines of refugees coming from the Ukraine and of course Ella is asking questions why the people are there and noticing how they look like and um, apparently she saw that um, one was wearing shorts and so she, she um, expected that everyone from the Ukraine is wearing shorts and it was quite cold at that time. So she, um, was very surprised. Do you say surprised? Mm -hmm. She was concerned and surprised. Also, she noticed that there are not many dads Aww. and, um, yeah, lots of children and mothers. And also, um, she asked about why the people have to flee their country and what's happening. So I had to tell her in, um, that there's a man who is wanting another country like a child wants a toy. And um, that, he, that that's why they're having a hard time and have to go. And she asked if Putin will come over to Germany. Mm. So um, that's kind of a, that she noticed that war is threatening her. Mm -hmm. um, which was hard to answer yeah. to her. Yeah. And also at the same time in her daycare, there is, there was a child starting. We, we don't know who it, who did it, but lots of children caught up on it, that they were scared and also fascinated that the same time that they were talking about bad witches and Ella described them very scary looking that like they had 
uh, black hair, black hat, black eyes, black clothes, black cloak. Mm-hmm. And they were coming in through the windows and stealing their siblings and lots of bad <laughs> stories that she t- told us. And she had nightmares and all that. So there were two things, these refugees and also these nightmares. So there was lots of things moving in her. Yeah, yeah. were feeling threatening to her. Yeah, and she was scared. And it's always difficult now to give her to her daycare. She, she says she does not want to go, that she's scared. And she's having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's too much to handle for everyone, let alone a four-and-a-half-year-old. Is she scared of the that the witch would come to the daycare, or is it just because that's where she heard the rumor that she's scared? I think now that all the children are so scared <laughs> that they all scared themselves. It's just not a nice environment. Yes, it's right. like they're pushing themselves, and also they're starting it over and over again because they're also very fascinated by scaring other children. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, terrible. Yeah. And also she's, um, yeah, scared of, um, scared of the war. Yeah. In a way that she feels like when people are, all the people are there, what's happening. And Yeah. Well, it's very interesting, the two together and how the, the bad witch appeared out of, you know, the, the kind of environment of, uh, feeling fear or, you know, that being in the air. Um, it's interesting to feel a connection there. And also it's really sweet to hear that she is so like for a four and a half year old to have that much sensitivity to, to others and observing them and feeling they're in trouble somehow and noticing that there are no dads there. And I mean, it's, it's really heartbreaking, but it's also very sweet to hear that she has so much sensitivity to that. Um, it's a good sign in that sense, you know. Mm. Yeah, she really wants to help. Yeah, that's very sweet. And you, you mentioned last time, too, that she likes to help with all sorts of things. She's a helper. Yes, that's true. <laughs> it's very sweet and definitely always good to, to encourage, um, you know, when appropriate <laughs> and possible. Um, but yeah, it's always good to, because I remember you saying in our conversation last week that, you know, she would keep bringing it up too. Um, and so it it would, it's good to, instead of focusing on the bad, to focus on envisioning the refugees getting all the help they can and, you know, sending it positive energy. Yeah. There's a lot here to, as they would say, unpack. Um, the thing that comes up for me in hearing this is that especially these days, you know, as parents, of course, you want to protect your children from everything that you possibly can. I think it's really great the way that you described the war to Ella. And I was just feeling how the best way to, to protect them in, in situations that you can't control is by teaching them how to feel strong in their heart and in their emotions so that they can realize on their own eventually that they are stronger than their fear 
that fear is something that you can actually be stronger than and that, you know, you can't prevent bad things from happening always. And you definitely can't prevent other kids from being bullies or uh, spreading rumors as much as, of course, we try to to prevent that. So like I, I shared with you when we talked before that as a kid, I, I saw a lot of spirits like entities or I don't know, you know, lots of different things. And I was really afraid of these entities and they haunted me in, in my dreams too and everything. So um, learning to be strong in my heart actually really has served me throughout my whole life, much more so than someone saying, oh, but but ghosts or spirits don't exist. Like you might say, witches don't exist, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, maybe they don't, but for me, they were very real back then. And kids have a very real imagination that, you know, can sometimes take over a little or, or there are actual bad experiences or bullies or whatever that, you know, that they have to learn to deal with. Mm. There's a really fun game that helps to practice this strength in your heart. Um, and it requires a little bit of a conversation beforehand, which is always sweet to have with your kids. It's basically that you you say like, feel love right now or feel happiness. Where in your body, if you had to point out to me where in your body, where do you feel that love? And a lot of people will say in their heart, but not everyone. Sometimes it's like your toes or your stomach or your head, you know, depending on the character of the child. <laughs> Or, or the adult, <laughs> and that's fine. But for the purpose of this game, we'll guide that feeling of happiness or love to, to our heart because that's where the game is played, I guess you could say. <laughs> then you ask if that happiness and love feels light like the sun, like it shines bright, or does it feel like a dark cloud? That is pretty easy to answer, um, especially if you include happiness in that question, not just love because love has a bunch of different meanings to different people, depending on what they've seen or experienced, you know? Mm. So then if their answer is light, then um, you can say, well, what about like, if you feel really afraid or really angry or really sad, does that seem to feel light and happy like the sun or like a dark cloud? And obviously those that's an obvious answer as well, but it's good to kind of bring it into more conscious awareness to these things. And then you say, so which do you think is stronger? That's not always answered the same way. Does Ella have a nightlight? Yes, she does. She has two nightlights. And are they like, um, does she have a special association with them somehow? Yes, one is a moon and it's very pretty and different colors. Ooh, beautiful. And you can kind of have it be an experiment where you're like, well, let's find out and go into the dark room. Be in there with her while you have a conversation when it's dark outside. You can turn the lights off and be like, this is what it feels like, you know, when you're afraid or when you're sad or angry, you know, it's kind of like being in a dark room and then turn on the nightlight. And as soon as you turn on the light, there's, there's light. And, you know, no matter how dark it is in a room, if you turn on a light, there's light. Um, so then you can talk about how you can, um, if you feel that love and happiness in your heart and you feel it as a light, you can focus on growing that light and making that light bigger and shining with your heart. And so when they feel that they might be able to shine with their heart, 
you can sit there and do it for a minute together, like focus on feeling that love and happiness in your heart and shine with it. And then you can say, you know, in moments when you feel afraid, you can do that. Like if, if you're afraid of that, of a witch or of even of Putin coming to Germany, like it doesn't mean that those things won't happen. Not that you would say that specifically to her, but it means that you can always find that light and always find um, love and happiness if you focus on that instead of your fear or whatever it is, whatever emotion you're feeling. And like any muscle, you have to exercise it. So the game um, is called Heart Strong Warrior. You can talk about what a warrior is if you want to. You don't have to, but it's good to kind of get a sense of the different characteristics of, of a heartstrong warrior and what that might mean to you or to her. And um, it's definitely based on the previous conversation, something that someone that knows how to be strong in their heart and knows how to shine with their heart and outshine their fear or their sadness or whatever. And it's not that it's not okay to feel those things. It's, it's totally natural and fine to feel afraid or sad or angry but it's then how you deal with it. So um, it's not that it's bad to feel those things. It's important that I say that. So then um, you can play this game in lots of different ways, depending on, you know, I know that Ella has a flair for drama. So so maybe um, you can be, you know, make it into more of a, um, you can add some theater to it. So one way to do it is there's like a whole little script. It's kind of like, you know, you're walking through the woods or you can decide where you're walking someplace that she really likes. And, you know, she's feeling really happy and the birds are singing and, you know, whatever, whatever scenario you like to imagine together. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these monsters appear. Or, you know, for this, you could even get it to be really concrete for her and say that like the, that these witches appear out of nowhere and she has to find that love and, and happiness in her heart and feel it start to shine and then say, I'm a heart strong warrior. I'm not afraid of you because I can shine with my heart or whatever. You can also just say, I'm a heart strong warrior, Yeah, but tell her that that's, you know, what that means. And then the monsters kind of fade away and you and Eustace, your husband could be monsters or whoever's there with you. And, and then she has to say, I'm a heartstrong warrior and practice that kind of, you know, shining with her heart. And, um, then the monsters kind of, you know, fade away into the, into the behind wherever they came from again, but you know, they're pretty strong monsters and they, they want to scare her and that's like what they want to do. And so then they come back again and they try to scare her and she has to say it three times. That's the way the game goes. With older kids, I've played it before where you ask the kid what they're afraid of, what some of their fears are. Like some people say, I'm afraid of being laughed at or whatever. And so then all of us would like laugh at them and they would have to practice that, you know, feeling that strength in their heart and saying, I'm a heartstrong warrior and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to let this affect me. Um, and then, you know, after three, three 
turns of saying that, then the the monsters completely disappear, uh, are outshined by the light that you've <laughs> shined on them. Um, so it's it's good to mention when you play this that it's like practicing, you know, that you're practicing for when you're actually feeling afraid, because in that moment, you know, it's not likely that she's feeling afraid. Um, and it's always up to the person leading the game, of course, to make sure that she's feeling safe, of course, in the moment of, of playing the game. Um, and uh, sometimes you can go a little further with trying to scare them than other times, so that's up to your discretion. And then it's also really fun for her to get to be the witch or the monster. Um, and, you know, you be the heartstrong warrior. We've played it before with smaller kids, too, where where it's like you're in bed sleeping. That's another option. You know, you're in bed sleeping and the monster comes and scares you. Um, these are very real scenarios. And, of course, it's not like in a moment in life when you feel scared that you would necessarily yell out, I'm a heartstrong warrior, but you would, re- <laughs> <laughs> even though I have done that to be, to be honest. And especially in, if I've had bad dreams or whatever, um, and it has helped me feel strong. So however you do it, you know, and it's, it takes practice and, and it's not like you do this game a couple times and she'll stop being scared. Uh, it doesn't obviously work like that, but it's it's good to have these conversations and play these games so that they kind of know that this is within their capability to kind of overcome their fear in in this way of of just focusing on the love and happiness that is always available and shining with that making it so big that the you know the darkness disappears so there it is <laughs> the heartstrong warrior <laughs> Yes, thank you, Aura. I feel like this is very empowering for children to feel strong in their hearts. Great. Thank you for having us. <laughs> My pleasure. And um, yeah, it was fun to have you on a second time. And um, I'm yeah, we'll we'll hear from you again. I'm sure as to how all these things are are working for you. And yeah, if if any listeners out there try it and want to know more about it too, that that would be fun. Um, I'm always curious how this game affects families. So make sure to write me if you have any questions or comments or you've tried it out and you want to come on the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Nia. (laughs) 